you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. And today we have uh, the most wonderful Reverend David Petty, a colleague of mine here in the mountain sky. He's uh, in uh, Meeker, Colorado, and uh, does a a thing called Crossfire Faith in Gaming. And uh, David, and great. Thanks for being on. Glad to have you. Thank you guys for having me. Why don't you tell us a little bit bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and and what you do. Sure. Um, So I'm... David Petty. Um, I serve the church here in Meeker. Uh, it's the beginning of my fourth year here. Uh, it's my first appointment. I'm originally from Southern California. I um, grew up, born and raised there. Uh, came out to Colorado to go to Iliff School of Theology. And uh, then while I was there, they sent me out to Meeker for my first appointment. And I got kind of deep started right there in, in my second year in seminary and full-time ministry. So um, but while I was in that, I kind of had this nagging uh, that, you know, I was missing something that I had had formerly in life. And, um, you know, part of that was like the self-care piece that I, you know, wasn't doing uh, the things that I had enjoyed when I was growing up. And I had kind of lost touch with everything except for work. Uh, and so I started to try and regain a piece of, what you know, what was that? It was some recreation. It was some fun. It was some play. Um, and really kind of honed in on this idea of play. And that one of the things I did growing up that probably a lot of us did growing up um, still do right is to play some games. Um, And I started playing games and I got connected with some other folks that were playing games and I got connected in with the kind of the gaming, um, the, the group of people who play games on a regular basis. And I recognized it was kind of all around at the same point that we were hearing about shootings happening and, and hearing about, you know, men with mental health uh, problems and especially men who are feeling disconnected. Um, But thinking about gamers as a segment of society that probably generally is disconnected from uh, an in-person connection, uh, like people going to church on Sundays, um, the gamers are a little bit more on their own, a little bit more isolated, a little bit more in their their own worlds. Um, But wondering how do I reach out to a group of people who are in their own worlds, um, who are playing games and do that with God's love. So I, you know, I was like, is there this possibility of a church for gamers? And, and what does that look like? And so I, you know, I told a couple people and a couple people said, well, that's a weird idea. And it's like the worst idea ever. And I told a couple other people and they said, that's amazing. Why don't you run with it? Um, so about two years ago, I want to say it was, um, finally got started, created a Facebook group originally with the intent of just kind of asking the question of what could a group like this look like? And before long, the group about the group became the group. Um, so to date, we've got 86 members in the group. Uh, it's on Facebook mostly called Crossfire Faith and Gaming. Um, we meet weekly on a Discord chat with like, you know, anywhere from three to 10 of us and uh, just kind of hang out and connect over the fact that we have a, sh- a common shared interest in gaming uh, and a common shared interest in exploring our faith together. So it's pretty neat. That is really neat. I, re- I remember talking, I remember you pr- approaching me with the idea in the I Love hallway a couple years ago of you're like, hey, I've got this idea, you've got this podcast, how do these things work together? And you know, what are you seeing in the digital community 
And, uh, you know, that's something we're passionate about here is creating that space where people can gather. Um, and the other thing we're passionate about is games. Uh, that's how Matt and I built our relationship was playing, uh, after we went to the Philippines together for global convocation, we came back and started playing and really, uh, there's something there. And so when you mentioned it to me, I was like, man, there's, that's it. There's, there's a community here because I've seen it, <laughs> you know, it's how I've built a significant relationship in my life. Um, and so I've, I've been, been excited and fascinated to watch you build this on Facebook, um, in how quickly and how active it is uh, with people actually having conversation. Um, I don't, I, you post a, you almost post daily, a daily question or every couple of days you'll post a question, what, you know, what game are you playing now? Or, um, you know, what was the first game you remember playing? And there's a significant amount of feedback and conversation that's happening simply around games. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's um, I think it's been neat to see, you know, kind of a, a mix of nostalgia and interest group and uh, news, you know, so we post about what's going on. Um, but then, you know, the fact that we, we share this common interest in games uh, and we can come together and at the same time have a place where we can connect over faith and over, you know, kind of a, a communal place to uh, experience life as it's happening. So every now and then somebody's got something major that's going on in life and they'll post, you know, hey, by the way, my wife's going in for surgery or hey, by the way, you know, my son is sick. And um, and we've actually had a couple of like prayer group times on the Discord chat uh, where we're like, hey, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna end our Discord chat in prayer and we're gonna be in prayer for one another. Um, so it's been really neat to see kind of this interesting mix and this blend. Um, but more, the, the coolest thing for me is that it's uh, really brought together a group of people, I think, that don't generally find their primary source of community in in-person connections. And so that's been a neat thing to explore and kind of pioneer what this looks like in a digital space. For sure. Um, gosh. So what are, you, what are you seeing in regards of that as community you're coming together when you guys meet on Discord, uh, when, you have, when you're having prayer time together, what... What are you seeing in the terms of self-care there? Is it is doing this and being intentional about gathering in this community, breaking down some of those barriers to say, no, this is self-care for me and, and not just playing video games and trying to relive my childhood or stay in that space? Yeah, so um, I don't know if this really gets to the essence of your question, um, but it's something I've been exploring as we look at like the lectionary this week um, with the Mary and Martha story and like, what does it mean to be distracted? Um, you know, because video games can be a distraction. And so how do you draw that boundary between, you know, the adolescent who's playing video games for 12 hours a day and ignoring their homework, uh, you know, or the, the adult who's playing video games for 12 hours a day and ignoring their family? And, you know, the, the adult or the adolescent who's sensibly saying, no, this is some playtime. This is self-care time. And it's, you know, an hour or two here or there. And uh, how do we start to talk about that differently? Um, for some reason, societally, it's okay to binge watch Netflix. It's okay to sit down with a book for three hours. It's okay to play basketball with your buddies for two hours. Um, but to play video games, we still have this stigma around it. So trying to break down that stigma and say, you know, for some people, this is really self-care. Um, and the other thing I'm fascinated with is the, the world building and the storytelling um, it, that comes about from video games. Um, I got really deep and interested in this. Um, I've actually got it here. Let me find a, I can hold it up on the screen. Uh, this book uh, called Reality is Broken. 
um, by Jane McGonigal. And in it, she describes the idea that, you know, the reason we play video games is because they're, they're very easy rules and very easy to understand worlds where the real world is complex and sometimes does not have easy to understand or, or rules that are filled with justice and, uh, and, you know, compassion. And so we build these worlds like World of Warcraft or, you know, Destiny or whatever it is that we're playing. And we say, this is a much easier to understand world than the one I'm living in. Um, she also goes into to description about, you know, playing uh, card games and playing board games. And, you know, we've been playing games for centuries. Um, this is not a new concept. Um, and yet, for some reason, video games have a different stigma around them. Um, she talks about the, uh, let's see here. Um, where is it? She talks about the group of people, I forget who it exactly it was, it was the Lydians, um, who essentially had a famine in their land for years. And what they did was they invented different games to pass the time. And what they would do was they would eat every other day and they would play games on the off days. And so the distraction was actually a way to survive getting through the hard times by saying, you know, we're not gonna focus on the, the problem we don't have a solution to. We're going to do some self-care in the middle so we can get through to the next day. And I think you're, you're also seeing some of that, you know, in the world, there are, there are difficult times and there's stuff that people engage with and there's stuff that people say, look, I've been engaging and I just need a break. And so gaming is a way to take a break and connect with people on a social level rather than uh, connecting with people fighting in a Facebook argument or, you know, mm -hmm. trying to convince your in-laws that, uh, that their opinions are, are <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what was interesting in this um, past week, um, this week in July, the middle of July, like so 15 through, I think they just finished this last, yesterday, um, NPR, um, their program 1A, um, looked at video gaming and talked about different aspects of video gaming from the aspects of the, um, um, some of the issues that they have within gaming regarding, you know, uh, people of color and of race and of, of um, you know, um, different sexual orientations. And I actually had to change my gamer tag um, because after um, a certain person who was elected president was elected, the um, hate uh, little messages I was getting as Rabbi Franks was such that I just got tired of it and so I had to change my name. And so I elevated myself to Cardinal um, uh, just because, um, not really. Um, but what I find interesting in a sense of video gaming and as someone who does play almost on a nightly basis, um, is that there is that sense of community, but there's also that sense of reaching out to the outsider who probably wouldn't have a connection to a religious community otherwise. Maybe they're, um, they're antisocial in the real world, but in the sense of playing video games, they're, you know, they'll talk your ear off. Um, or like, you know, I know Zach and I, we've been playing video games together for five years and um, we've been playing with these group of people for that amount of time and what's been amazing is how they've invited us into their lives and see us as their pastor um even though that's not something you know we're probably just um as ruthless as they are on the, on the games um and so you know what have you found um probably the most enlightening for you as you've made this journey um doing what you're doing gosh um the most enlightening <clears throat> that's a pretty big big question um I think the most enlightening thing for me is just uh, finding that there is a sense of community, um, finding that there is a place where something like this can exist, um, and really just having those aha moments where you connect with somebody on a really deep level 
um, that, you know, you realize otherwise this person probably is not going to go into a church. They're probably not going to seek out, you know, help otherwise. Um, and, and sometimes, and, th and this is the same with regular in-person uh, parish ministry too. Sometimes it's just being in those spaces where people are and showing up so that when something is going on and they need somebody, that you're the person in that space, you know, whether that's on the golf course, whether that's in the bar, whether that's in a town hall meeting, whether that's, you know, we talk about how like baptisms and funerals and weddings are one of the, the biggest places you can invite people into the church, you know, at a funeral, you've got like, you know, however many people, a hundred, 150, 200 people showing up to this funeral that may never come to your church. And suddenly they realize they know a pastor. And so when they're going through something and they say, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I need somebody to talk through what's going on. Um, they can reach out and they can, they can ask for help. And I think the same thing is true with online gaming. Um, and whether it's a uh, multiplayer experience or a single player experience, but you're connecting over the fact that we are gamers, um, that having a connection with people in that space allows them to reach out and say, hey, man, I got some stuff going on and I just want to talk about it. Um, so half the time it might be just kind of friendly conversation and hanging out, which is probably true with Methodist men or Methodist women or, you know, whatever other church group people are part of. But then sometimes you actually get to the nitty gritty and, and, or the theological discussion. Somebody's like, Hey, I've got this question about the Trinity. And you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go there. You know? No, absolutely. And, and so much of what we do just as people outside of being pastors or, um, anything, it's just being present, right? And, and so much ministry or just relationships or uh, whatever it is, is built around just simply being present, like you say. And, you know, those things don't happen overnight. Uh, they take time. And, and when, you, when, when you approach the gaming community in this way, it is very much a community. Whether you're playing the same games or not, you come together over shared interest. And over time, you build that trust, right? And once you build that trust, those questions come, you know, whether it's the statement of, oh man, I had a rough day, you know, can you just listen? Or uh, I've got this, re tell me about the Trinity, <laughs> you know, right. those really, really tough conversations, um, you know, or whatever's going on in the world. Matt and I, you know, with the group of guys we play with, we'll get questions every now and then, you know, something <laughs> crazy happens in the world and they're like, you guys think about this you know where are you at on this and, mm -hmm. and it leads to really open and honest conversations where sometimes we don't always agree and other times it's a oh okay I get that you know and you can't do that without trust uh, and so it takes that intentional way to just to build community around something uh, and in this case gaming you know coming yeah. together over something where we all have in common and love to do and uh something very, very fruitful comes out of that, the relationships, which is awesome. Um, so, so David, if you had to play one game for the rest of your life, what video game would you play for the rest of your one game you'd play for the rest of your life? Oh man, that's, that's deep. And, <laughs> so, you know, I, I really find myself drawn to story driven games. Um, you know, so I've, I've been playing, like I got into the division two when it came out and, um, and it's, you know, it's fun and it's good gameplay, but it's, it's really repetitive and it's kind of like just over the top, you know, everything that moves you shoot. Um, and so I kind of push back against that. Um, I really liked Red Dead Redemption. Um, it's also bloody and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But but the world in Red Dead Redemption oh, yeah. is just gorgeous. You know, so it's kind of like, you know, walking out my backyard and just walking mm -hmm. in the wilderness, um, you know, but doing that in the digital space. 
So I really like that, but it's a story-driven game that has a definitive ending. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil it here, but there was definitely a point in that game where I was like, I can't play this anymore. Like, I just have to put this down. Um, so if I had to play one game uh, for the rest of my life, probably Minecraft. Um, I, would, I would probably say Minecraft because it is, you know, you build it as you go. Um, the exploration is there. You can explore whatever you want. And unlike a normal game where you have kind of objectives that pop up, like, oh, you have to make your way to Boston. You're like, okay, I've got to take my character and get to Boston. Um, Minecraft, it's like, okay, well, what do I want to do? I, you know, I want to build a house. Well, what do I want to build it out of? I want to build it out of wood. Well, how do I get wood? I have to go punch a tree, um, you know, and then I, don't have enough wood and so I need an axe and how do I get an axe you know so you just kind of mm -hmm. all these things naturally build on themselves um, and that's another interesting thing that uh, Jane McGonigal talks about in her book was uh, the concept of uh, work in video games right that the video games are not necessarily just an escape from work um, but they're choosing to do more meaningful work because sometimes you know luckily we get to do wonderful work uh, in all of our jobs that we always love um, but there are definitely people out there who are doing, doing work that, uh, that they hate, right? And they're working this job that they hate and they're thinking, you know, look, I, I go to work every day and I put nut A on bolt B and that's what I do and I just really hate it and I dislike the people I work with and I'm, I'm just not happy here. Well, then they go home and they play a video game and they do the work of building a wooden house in Minecraft and it feels much more meaningful to them and so, you kind of replace one work with another and do more meaningful work. Um, I know this is a long rambling explanation, hey, yeah. but, no, that's fine. but all that to say, um, I do enjoy uh, Minecraft, the world building, the world exploration, love open world games. I think it's funny that you bring Minecraft up because I, uh, the whole time I've been, we've been talking, I've been sitting and thinking, um, in Minecraft there's church right? People have built churches, they ha hold services, you know, they, they, I've read where they're doing communion, you know, doing these things, right? In this, in this world that they've created uh, themselves with peer groups, with communities, and they're, they're gathering together. And, and like you said, we as people, we have the tendency to do things we don't like, because <laughs> we need to support our families. We need to do these things. We have these jobs that, you know, we get into and feel like there's no escape. And so we come home and we do something meaningful. We, we surround ourselves with a group of people and do meaningful work, whether that's our families, whether that's in video games or a combination of both, or, you know, uh, it's an escape to something that means something to us. Um, if you, you know, dig in deep into the bowels of the internet, second life was that for a lot of people of I'm not enjoying what's here physically. So I'm going to, I'm going to disappear into this world and, and be there and create the person that I want to be in this place. And it, and it offered, it offered a place for people to go and, and be away, uh, to be in something that was meaningful for them where they weren't getting that fulfillment in life. Um, and, and it has, gaming has the power to do that. Uh, and going back to the mental health and the self-care piece of it, finding ways to break down the, uh, the stigmas of gaming that, oh, it's a kid's thing. And, you know, if, you st if you're still an adult playing games or doing these things, you're, you're immature, you're, you're just wasting time. And no, really, there's a self-care, a mental health uh, thing for this. Uh, there was a long time that I went into, uh, you know, our, our decom meetings and things like that. 
uh, and they ask you about self-care. They ask you, you know, what are you doing to take care of yourself? And I would sheepishly say, oh, yeah, I, play, I play Xbox. Because uh, it was what I, I wanted them to see me as an adult, right? You know, and, and <clears throat> after a couple of those, I went, you know what? No, I play video games because this is a moment of I can get frustration out. I get, I've got this community there that people listen to me. Uh, and let me talk through my, my stuff that I can't talk to anybody else about. Um, and no, it's a place that my mental health and my self-care are very wrapped up into. Um, and if I did something other than this that I wasn't being fulfilled in, you know, in, in my day-to-day -day work life, it would be that much more important. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it's all about breaking down those barriers of, you know, this is just the kids think that, no, this is really, really important. Uh, and we should allow people that space to go and play video games, whether it's Minecraft or Tetris or, you know, whatever it is, right? Uh, just to have that getaway to go and be in that space. Well, so I think that, it's, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's really important to, to problematize that for people because, you know, mm -hmm. the, the reality is we can waste time, quote, waste time for in, sure. in all sorts of non-productive ways. Uh, you know, I could re-landscape my entire backyard, which is neat, or I could re-landscape a digital world in, my, in Minecraft. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I can play a video game online, or I can go out to the golf course, and, you know, granted, there's a little bit of physical exercise involved in going to the golf course, right. although most of the time we're taking a cart, if we're honest, and, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not a hand cart, but a, a driving cart. Yep. You know, and that'll take three to six hours of my day to go do that. Um, so why is it that one is acceptable and not the other? Uh, and that's what I keep kind of problematizing and asking people those questions is like, why is it okay that we waste time and money in this way, uh, but not in this other way? Uh, you know, why is it okay that you're spending $1,000 on some wall art, but if I wanted to spend $50 on a video game that's going to bring me 100 hours of enjoyment, right? you see that as... as somehow less than, and especially, you know, even versus like you could spend $50 and go see one movie with your family. Mm -hmm. So when you look at, at your value, um, in some ways, gaming is also a way to stretch your dollar and get, get more value out of it. Because generally, I think your value for dollar, uh, entertainment per dollar is better in video games than it is in movies or, uh, you know, TV, Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. Well, and you know, you, you bring up the, the family aspect of it. My, my son's gotten old enough. He's nine now. And so he's getting old enough to start playing some uh, more complex games and things like that. And, and often, dad, can, can we play, can we play Xbox together? Yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> of course we can. And, and so it's starting to be that in our house, that it's not just the me thing, that it's me getting to sit down and spend some time with my kid uh, and, and play some video games, something that we both really like and connect over which is cool like you say it's that's that's 50 bucks well spent you know or whatever the xbox cost plus <laughs> so, you know so that's, that's 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 my question. what uh what game if you had to play one game your whole life what would <sighs> and you can't uh, say nhl 19 <laughs> i think i would go back uh go back into xbox 360 land and i played hours and hours and hours of uh left for dead 2 mm. um it was a fun game, but it, it was it was the community aspect of it. You could get together with three other people, uh, you know, run through the survival story, um, play online, uh, which was which was a ton of fun for me, and uh, kind of story driven. It had a pretty decent story to it, but it had a definitive beginning and end. Um, but 
for me, the replayability was just night and day, or just all the time. And uh, uh, if they would bring that back on Xbox One and make it, you know, make another one, I'd, I'd play it. I'd play it all day. Uh, ton of fun. So I'm over the sports gamer, always kind of have been. I've always been uh, attracted to the sports games. And I would probably play Tecmo Super Bowl because, uh, like, that yeah. game is just legit. You get Bo Jackson out on that wing and just let him fly. Um, and, I mean, you know, that's, that's still what I like to play now. I, I really like playing the sports games um, just for what – I, I like creating – the thing I love about the sports games is when you can create your own team and, you, you know, you create your super god team that nobody can beat and you can do amazing things with them that you can't do with a normal team. I mean, that's just kind of what I like to do when I play those games. Um, or, you know, just kind of like all of us, they're, you know, you'd mentioned uh, Red Dead Redemption. That game was just phenomenal. Um, and uh, would get you could get lost in it really easily. Um, <laughs> and I was kind of like, he was like, man, I need to put this down, but I want to finish this game. <laughs> like, I, it, it, just, it just had such a long story about it. Um, you know, as we think about this, this is um, – you know, David brought up a good point. Um, what are your, what are you investing your time in uh, for your self care? But also, what are you investing yourself into a sense of community and connecting into a community uh, that can be healthy, um, but recognizing those times when maybe the community can't be healthy. Um, and there are times when you know, if if that's what you're centering your life around, something that should be healthy, um, where it's taking up maybe eating in your work or eating in your fa family life or anything else. You know, that that's a, that should be a red flag. And being open and honest about that, maybe stepping away for a while. Um, and, um, you know, th those are those, those indicators with anything. And I don't think it's just video games, even though video games seem to get the worst rap on that. Um, being um, open and available to seeing that there definitely is more out there. Um, right. <clears throat> well, that's something that we, you know, was kind of in the, the multifaceted thing I was looking at when I first approached this topic was like, how do we, how do we help people come up with a, a less stigmatized understanding of video games and at the same time how do we help people who are really struggling to find that how do i balance this and and where, what is an appropriate time and you know because i i certainly saw a good friend of mine like he and his wife were really struggling because you know his buddies would be like hey man we're on xbox right now let's jump on and he's like hey hon i gotta go play xbox see ya and then he would just go veg out on the couch for like three hours mm -hmm. um and so you know how do you balance that um and and in some of my own exploration, what I found was um, some of the difference was the uh, having uh, screen time, not screen time, but having game time scheduled mm -hmm. uh, or an understood block of time rather than this kind of like sudden, I'm going to go jump out, away and be with my friends, which would be the same thing if your buddies just showed up one day at the door and you're, you know, you're in the middle of cooking dinner and you're like, hey, hon, I, I got to go play basketball with my buddies. See ya. And just, you know, suddenly drop the family commitment. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing that's even harder with games is often you're physically in the same room. So you're physically available, but you're emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you make sure that we have better balance around that? So I actually was a part of a, an Overwatch league for a while uh, playing with some friends. Uh, we had like 48 people playing in six different teams uh, of eight um, with two, you know, two alternates on the team. But it was nice because I was like, look, Monday's at nine. I'm playing Overwatch, you know, so like kids are in bed, we're all good, we have an understanding of time, like if they wake up, you're on because I'm playing. Um, so it was it was really healthy. Um, but then I think you're right, having those conversations where you say, look, this is unhealthy. And I even had 
that conversation with my son. Um, he had a friend who was like, man, I love Fortnite. I'm so addicted to it. And he's like, dad, what does addicted mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, well, let's talk about what addiction means and you know, what it means to have, um, you know, something interfere with your work or your family or your ability to do those things. Um, and how do you find a good balance? Um, you know, is is one of the things uh, somebody brought up earlier about playing games of Zach, right? You were talking about playing games with your son. Mm -hmm. um, and it was interesting. I can't, I was trying to find the study, um, but I think it came out of a British, uh, British study of over a thousand households uh, that kind of looked again at the question of how much screen time is okay. Right. Because mm -hmm. for the longest time, we've kind of held this narrative of like screen time is bad. All screen time is bad. Well, the question that they raised and actually kind of answered, and I would agree with, is, um, is all screen time made equal? Uh, and the reality of what they found was that, you know, a little bit of screen time when used as a babysitter mm -hmm. is far more harmful to a child's mental health and a child's development than a lot of screen time when used as family time. Right. You know, so you can if you're getting together for four hours a night and playing Wii bowling uh, or overcooked or, you know, some sort of family party game uh, over communal family time, or even if you just say, Hey everybody, it's game time. You're going to be on this. I'm going to be on this. You're going to be on this. We're all going to be in the same room. We're connecting over the fact that we're all playing games. We're not ignoring each other. Um, that they found that that was much more healthy screen time for children and children's development than saying, oh, you know what, I'm, I've got something else I'm doing right now. Just go watch four hours of Netflix, mm -hmm. right? Because that essentially is, is like telling your children, hey, by the way, you don't, you don't matter right now. Mm -hmm. So how do we use screen time, use gaming time to build community, to build better family relationships, to recognize its self-care for individuals and for groups, um, but not use it as a distraction so much that it becomes a problem. Uh, and then how do we have honest conversations with one another about like, Hey man, I noticed that uh, I actually had a conversation with my friend. I was like, Hey man, I noticed that it says you have been on, uh, I think it was steam for like 128 hours this week. Ooh. And you know, I don't even know if that's how many hours are in a week, but um, it was something like over a hundred hours in the week. And I was like, right. I'm just a little concerned. And he was like, no, I just leave it running in the background, but thanks for checking in. Right. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things. Like you check in and say, Hey, yeah. Are you doing okay? Cause I noticed that, uh, that you've leveled up 20 times in the last week. And, <laughs> right. So there's something going on. <laughs> you know, is everything all right with your family? And, Right, exactly. Uh, well, and that and that's what community does for us, right? You 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 see those red flags of man, this guy's on a lot right now, or they've not been on in ten days. What's up? You know, yeah. and in in they're on in that healthy balance of like in my house, we I put the kids to bed uh, or the whole family to bed eight thirty nine o'clock uh, in the summer in the school year. It's earlier, uh, and then that's that's my time, you know, to go and just wind down and and play games uh in and we notice when people are on uh you know when when they're when they have said they're not out of town they're in town they're whatever and they're not on for three or four days and they're on every day you know at the same time you are it's like we send out a text hey you all right you still alive <laughs> you with yeah, us still alive are you with us right. Right. comes back he's alive <laughs> right in in yeah it's it's that huge checkup thing of we're paying attention to one another we're doing these things uh, and then your point about screen time, I love that. I, I think there's something way more healthy than, 
if you spend an hour on Candy Crush just playing on your phone and you zone out, uh, or if you're playing an hour of a storytelling game where you're solving problems and you know doing these, there's a different part of your brain that's at work there, where it's active and going with with a video game that's that's a storytelling and you're doing something rather than just completely zoning out and being a zombie and staring at Candy Crush or you know any of those other games we just waste time on. Uh, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and, and games like Candy Crush too, uh, I know have have come under a lot of scrutiny, um, you know, and Fortnite, but not so much Fortnite. Um, but you know, especially with like the concept of loot boxes or pay to win stuff. Right. And so that's been another area I've had conversations, and it's been a great conversation opener with my son about like, look, you can totally play Fortnite with a couple of your friends, or like, you know, as long as I know who they are, it's mm-hmm. got to be friends in real life. Um, and you know, for the most part, he will play Fortnite in solo mode, or you know, not with with random groups of people Um, and that's one of those places I would say parental control is always best when the parent is in control not to just set some remote parental control thing and let it run Mm -hmm. Um, but then also to have a conversation about like okay let's talk about this neat skin that looks like a banana and you want to buy it and you know it's only 1600 uh, you know Fortnite bucks or whatever it's called the v-bucks right and so let's talk about what 1600 v-bucks looks like that's actually 15 or 16 real dollars right so you know is that where you want to spend your money probably not um you know it's not, i'm not going to let you spend your money there but right. um but some of that kind of stuff or then those pay to win games where it's like oh well if i just buy this extra thing then it gives me a leg up and i can actually get out there and win mm-hmm. and so how do we have healthy conversations around that and then the loot boxes uh which is you know essentially like gambling for some of the games where you yeah. can get you can get things that you can sell in a marketplace, real value, real dollars, uh, just by playing this game. <clears throat> it's essentially no different than like a, a slot machine. Right. So, but then how do we say, okay, this is appropriate. This is not, again, I advocate for parents to be in control, um, right. but it's great because it's a conversation starter in so many different places. Absolutely. And, and I think the more, especially with kids, uh, the more that parents are aware, you know, it's like when everybody got smartphones, you know, 10, 15 years ago, however long it's been. Uh, when, I th- when I was in youth ministry and my students started having better phones than me, you know, it was the conversation with parents of understanding what you're giving your child. You're giving them a tiny computer they can put in their pocket and access everything. And if you're not paying attention, they will access everything. Right. And um, same as with video games. Know what your kids are doing. Know where they are know who they're talking to. And if it's somebody they don't know, they probably don't need to be talking to them. Um, Cause it's like anything else on the internet, you just don't know. And you got to be careful. Um, yeah. There was a very Fox interesting one of the worst places to live. <laughs> it can be. It was a very interesting, um, you know, normally I don't, I don't subscribe to uh, Lifeway magazines, mm-hmm. but uh, I've found it was, I think it was March 20, March, 2018 um, Lifeway, parenting teens magazine had an entire um month that was devoted to how do we parent teens mm-hmm. uh you know and, and one of the things they advocated was like you know as parents we got to be involved and we got to be more involved than just knowing what our kids are doing but like if you're a parent and your kid's playing Fortnite, try playing Fortnite. <laughs> right <laughs> you know you will actually connect so much better with your kid and and yeah you're not going to be great at it yeah you're probably going to like die within the first 10 seconds but your kid's going to love connecting with you in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the same way that a kid playing baseball is going to connect better by going out in the backyard and having catch and, you know, playing yeah. catch with, with a parent versus 
you know, just, all right, well, it's time for baseball. Get on your bike and ride to practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got to be involved. Yeah. Love it. Love well, it. I think that's a good place to end. Um, and, and thinking about how we're being involved, not only with our children, but like with our friends and how we're connecting and like what our time is being set aside for. Um, I think that that's vital. And, and for those of you that are gamers that are pastors, it's okay. Don't let your old people shame you into it's a bad thing. Um, Cause I can't tell you the number of conversations I've had when they, when I hear them complaining about video games and like, you do realize I play video games. Most that's right. my thing. And, um, and I've yet to not do any of the things that you're saying that we do. Um, and so I think that's a good place to, uh, to be honest and, and bring that to a conversational table is, is how it can be healthy and what can be unhealthy. But I think it's more than just video games. It's, it's those outside habits as well. And being, right. um, you know, being attentive to those. And I think that's a good, place to have conversation and so we invite you to have conversation on our uh, facebook page at bearded theologians um or on instagram or anywhere else um we do the things um and so you can go to beardedtheologians.com where we've got all sorts of great stuff and swag and um all sorts of items for you to look at or maybe even purchase uh, it's not as cool as a loot box it won't help you level up in the world um <laughs> i don't know it might <laughs> as much as we think it does in our own little heads um but, you know, uh, go on the beardedtheologians.com and uh, check everything out. And so, David, uh, thanks for your time. And so, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. And if I could shamelessly plug uh, anybody that's interested Please. in gaming, um, come on over to Crossfire Faith and Gaming on Facebook. Uh, check it out. Help us build the community and help have a conversation with us. Cool. Perfect. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, thanks, right. So, for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.